Hello and welcome to HQ Movie Review. I'm Rachel. I'm Heather. I'm Jack. I'm Madison. And today we watched Cats 2019. Yeah, yeah we, we did. did. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely did something. It was actually our second pass at Cats. Uh, the first time we watched it, we were very strongly refused to make a podcast episode about it by Josh, who is notably not in this episode. <laughs> yeah, for completely unrelated reasons. <laughs> well, this is my first time watching it. It was an experience. It always is. Um, yeah. In the 12 times I've seen this film. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen this movie so many times? I majored in musical theater in college. Oh. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to be involved in the culture, you know? Yeah, that's fair. I've seen this movie twice. Oh. And I feel like I didn't remember it. Like, I say, I say either time. I mean, I speak specifically, there's parts of it now that I don't remember. And we just finished watching it. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's not really a film that's supposed to be remembered all the way through. I just feel like the short bursts of serotonin you get um, right at the beginning of a new song where you're like, oh, we're moving on from the seven minute introductory <laughs> song to this sneaky little cat is really what the film is for. <laughs> it's something to be experienced, not um, considered. <laughs> I didn't win any Oscars, if you're wondering. Wait, did it? Did it? It. Um, I think it might have won one. It won an award. Do you want to know what that award was? Oh, I would love to know. Coolest film was it ever. Razzie? All right, let me see. Okay. Cats was the last film of 2010 of the 2010s to win the Golden Raspberry Award for Worst Picture. It was a Razzie. Oh, I love that. Oh. Ironically, director Tom Hooper's previous film, The King's Speech, from t- 2010, was the first film of the 2010s to win the Academy Award for Best Picture. What a way Dang. to bookend a decade. Yeah, really. <laughs> he really uh, went downhill, huh? Started from the top, now we're here. <laughs> certainly somewhere. That man said, this is going to be my year, and then he failed to do that for the entire decade. <laughs> he, did that, he did that before 2020 even happened, where everybody was like, yeah. <laughs> Maybe this was the seventh seal. <laughs> I'm pretty sure this is what they did. Look, all I'm saying is that COVID didn't exist before cats. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know if that's true. This movie came out in November. This movie came out in November of 2019. I don't think there were any, like, real, like, it wasn't a real issue until, like, December of 2019. Yeah, so, like, this version of the virus. We'll say that. So we're yes, this version of... Somewhat scientifically accurate. <laughs> this was probably someone's last movie seen in theaters. Oh, oh my no. God. This was probably someone's last movie. <laughs> Tom Hooper's... <laughs> Hasn't been seen since. <laughs> McCavity got him. Oh my God. No, McCavity doesn't have magic anymore. Taylor him. Swift got him. <laughs> she snatched him up. Man, that catnip works real good. <laughs> you mean the Coke? <laughs> <laughs> my favorite thing about the catnip shaker is that it's literally, it's like a bedazzled cocktail shaker that they just put catnip across the front of. And I think that that's iconic. 
How do we obtain one of those? You make it. New craft. Get a bedazzler. <laughs> New craft for the craft list. <laughs> <laughs> do you so, guys? Oh, sorry. Good. I'm new. Um, <laughs> do you guys usually start from the beginning and just kind of like go through, um, spurt your thoughts, or kind of just like raw dog it? So it would be great <laughs> if we had a plan. Yeah. So uh, usually I take notes and we go through those from the beginning. But uh, I just wrote down the title, like episode title options. Please, <laughs> please share. All right. So the first one, kind of boring. It's just the heavy side layer. Okay. Uh, then, uh, God, I wish this rhymed. <laughs> <laughs> Unashamed felinity. Okay. Okay. Puss in spats. <laughs> oh. Okay. Uh, spay and neuter stage actors. Oh God. <laughs> uh, Macavity commits tax evasion. <laughs> That's, That's my greatest work. Yeah, I, I can't take credit for that day. one. Uh, and then I wrote a cat is not a dog three times. <laughs> three times. <laughs> times. <laughs> I, I like McCavity commits tax evasion. Yeah, I think that's what we're going with. He commits every human yeah. crime. He McCavity? has broken every human law. <laughs> <laughs> All of them. Every single one. McCavity has run a red light. <laughs> McCavity has jaywalked. He's loitered. I I absolutely believe he's loitered. McCavity oh. was heavily involved in the Bernie Madoff scam. <laughs> McCavity uh, has canonically then um, hit a cop. <laughs> <laughs> so honestly, who's the real hero of this story? <laughs> it certainly wasn't Victoria, the character that did not exist in the music. Well, she, she existed, existed, but, she but she wasn't a main character. She was not a real character. She just was there. That was an actual cat that just wandered on stage. <laughs> You know, why didn't we do that? Why didn't... What coward said, let's do cats, but let's not involve any live cats at all. I think they should have done cats where a whole bunch of humans in all black clothing came on stage and had to blend in with the background and just held up live cats and <laughs> saw what they did. <laughs> it's funny because this film was originally supposed to be a traditionally animated movie. Oh my god. Okay, see, here's the It would have been so good. That's the problem. It would have been good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and then Tom Hooper came on board to direct. Oh, Tom Hooper. Like, do you know how wild this timeline would be if Cats was a successful movie? How many Cat Sonas there would be? That would be what? What is it called in Loki? The Nexus event? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The TVA would have swooped in. It Shut the whole timeline down. Absolutely not. Tom Hooper was the TVA agent. <laughs> Tom Hooper is a variant of Loki. That's why he created cats to create chaos. I'm pretty sure one of those cats was a Loki variant. All of them were. <laughs> it's all of them. It was. It was that one cat. What is his name? Skimbleshanks. No, it wasn't Skimbleshanks. The like. The, the, the gray one who, like, introduces himself, but he doesn't say his name. He just introduces everyone else. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. Like, Oh, yeah. H- his name never comes up. The only reason we saw his name was because it popped up in one of the subtitles because he was speaking from off screen. I feel like it started with 
like an M. It does. It's, it's like Mutton Chop, the cat. It's Mutton not. Something, it's something weird. There's a U in there. Hold on, hold on. I can I can look it up. Muscadel, the cat. That sounds right. Something something along those lines. That's a great varietal that I'm learning about in wine school. <laughs> oh my God. It was. I will say the cat names for the characters, all like top-notch cat names. Like... Well, they technically all have three names, in case you forgot the first <laughs> yeah. one. Yeah. Oh, gosh. The three names. Well, the ones oh. they use in the movie. How would you pronounce this? Muscle. Muscle. Off, at least. Uh, Monka Strap? Yeah, yeah. Monka Strap. It's Monk the Strap. Oh, I accidentally took a screenshot of that. I don't want to do it's that. It's in your phone I don't want that in my phone. Oh, man. Can you imagine someone's going through your pictures and they see you screenshotted the Wikipedia page for <laughs> one of the cats strap. from Cats? Strap, why are you talking about my camera roll? <laughs> <laughs> How dare you insult me? <laughs> do you think that... Uh, Mungastrap was the second in command for Old Deuteronomy. Like, if Old Deuteronomy had died when magical Mr. Mistopheles couldn't summon her back, do you think that it would have just fallen to him like, shit, I'm the elder, I'm the elder cat now? See, I feel like that's how it should be, but I feel like by some curse God has put upon the earth, it would be James Corden. James Corden is not allowed to be the new cat leader. No. no. The new cat like, god. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Monkestrap is always going to be second in command. Yeah. Like, he can't he can't ascend to the top ranks. He's always going to be the guy who introduces everyone else. He doesn't have the balls to be the leader. He was neutered, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk about real quick that James Corden had top billing in this movie? He did. Yeah, yeah, his yeah. we were watching the trailer. The it was the first name. Oh, it was the first name. He showed up before Judy Dench. This man knows secrets that no one else knows. He has something on Tom. This man has a dark grip on Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> I do have to say, of all the songs, his was not the worst. Which was the worst? Jason Derulo's song. Really? Definitely. That's an interesting take. It is. It not far behind it is the Jenny Any Dot song. Rebel Wilson's dance with the tap dancing cockroaches. Those two, the first two songs of the movie, like the first two like character songs of the movie, Jenny Any Dots and Rum Tum Tugger, terrible. I hated them. Could not stand them. Are you talking about the music or the visuals? Both. Okay. Well, the CGI and the Jenny Any Dots was just... Yeah, no, it was bad. Also, it was just frightening. Jenny Any Dots song is supposed to be a, th- a three-part harmony the whole time, but it's just her. Mm-hmm. So it's not... It doesn't work. Yeah, that's that's the movie musical problem of the uh, 2010s to 2020s, I guess, now. Yeah. But, I mean, of all the songs, like, I didn't like... James Gordon's song, but it didn't sound bad. Like, oh, yeah. the singing was on yeah. key, the music sounded pretty good, nothing was out of time. Didn't like the song itself, but like it rhymed for the most part. Yeah. It did rhyme. It's something you can't say about all of the songs. Exactly. Um, 
Magical Mr. Mistopheles, not great. Had a lot of cold opens. Didn't appreciate that. <laughs> How do we feel about um, Mungo Jerry and Rumble Teaser, our favorite little um, trickster twins? It was okay. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't great. I feel vaguely threatened the whole time I listened to that song. Oh, definitely. Yeah. It was, it was, it was weird. <laughs> Mungo, Jerry, and Rumple Teaser kind of give off the same energy as the couple at the bar that says that they really like your vibe. <laughs> <laughs> they oh, are no. that couple. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I feel deeply uncomfortable the whole time I watch that. <laughs> because they are also twins. <laughs> <laughs> Mungo, Jerry. Yeah, there were, like... There were a couple of times where I was just like, this does not sound good at all. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's the, I swear, it's just like the putting, putting something that's supposed to be a spectacle up too close. You know what yeah. I mean? Just like the uh, kind yeah. of emotion you display when you're filming a film is going to be a lot more intimate and not going to have to be as pronounced as you would do it on stage. So I feel like the translation when you're taking film actors and putting them in a movie musical, you can say, oh yeah, that makes sense because they know how to act for film. But then you're, when you throw Broadway actors who really should be doing the roles singing wise and you know, um, making the characters appropriate and larger than life for stage um, on the film, when you put them in there and tell them with their you know little musical theater degrees, hey, make this smaller, it's not gonna work. <laughs> Yeah. You gotta have one or the other. Yeah. Like, um, like memories. The song would have been so much better if she wasn't acting. Yeah. Like, have her be like, you know, sad, but in a musical theater way yeah. where she's so overcome with sadness where she has to belt. Yeah, yeah. not that she breaks down crying in the middle of the song, because it doesn't doesn't work very well doesn't i'm gonna be honest i'm not gonna be able to talk about this in the same musical terms as you guys <laughs> <laughs> i'm doing my best you're yeah. doing great no it's it's i mean i feel bad because like you can't really blame you can't blame the actors and you can't really blame the um production either because it's just like such a hard translation to make that i feel like especially in the way they did it it was just not translating well yeah and i mean it's admirable to want to have broadway musicals accessible outside of new york outside of you know whenever that touring production happens to be in, in your town but it's i don't think that creating like blockbuster productions of it is the right way to go about it except for like some like small cases where it is going to translate really well it's yeah. There, I think that we really just need to be doing more professional taping of the stage shows. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Like, if you're going to adapt it to a movie, you have to really adapt it, not just kind of cut and paste things in. Yeah. Because there are some things that just work better for film that won't work on the stage. And so. I feel like they did a pretty good job with Les Mis and that set a precedent that they should do the same thing with every musical but I think that's just not how it needs to work is that they can't they can't necessarily take something that's like Les Mis that can be made intimate or like a huge spectacle 
um, and try to translate it into a musical that's a huge spectacle the entire time, like Cats. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm glad we can agree. <laughs> <laughs> what did we think of Miss um, Taylor Swift? I liked her song. It's a good song, yeah. yeah sexy Taylor Swift cat. Sexy yeah. Taylor Swift cat See, sprinkling drugs on from the sky. <laughs> you know what? I would hang out at that party. If Taylor Swift asked me to do coke, I would do it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, interesting. All right. First time on the show, let me some like revelations. I'm not afraid to say that. I'm a Swifty. <laughs> okay, but what if you as a human were invited by Taylor Swift cat? To hang out with the other cats while she sprinkled catnip into the room. First of all, <laughs> is she cat sized? Is she? Yeah. No, 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 yeah. Do They're I know it's size. Taylor Swift? Or is it just like a rando? It's Taylor Swift's fursona. Yeah. They're all cat sized. Okay. You are regular human size. Oh, and she no. invites you to this cat party. Okay, well, if it was a cat sized Taylor Swift, I think I would go. If I knew it was Taylor Swift. It was if it was just like a little cat sized human that I was that happened to be Taylor Swift, but I didn't know it was Taylor Swift because she had always been a cat and never become like a famous pop star, then probably not. <laughs> right, good to know. That's an answer, I guess. Okay. Asked and answered. Listen, I could, I could, maybe I should start my own podcast and it's just about Taylor Swift and it's just me. <laughs> just you talking about taylor swift honestly there are podcasts about weirder things it's true like the cast one we're making right now (laughs) (laughs) precisely that i i i can't stress enough how much i prefer taylor swift's version of beautiful ghosts over whatever the whoever the actress is who plays victoria Mm. i just it's just something about her voice is just not great for that song she has a good voice just not for beautiful ghosts i just don't think beautiful ghosts is a musical theater song it's not it's very much it's very pop like um, it's like a pop ballad it's pop musical theater but like cats is not modern pop musical theater it's 70s pop musical theater it is I feel like that's another thing that movie adaptations of stage musicals needs to stop doing is write their own fun new addition to the songs. Les Mis did it too. Oh, yeah. And I'm pretty sure we're going to see more of it. Dear Evan Hansen. I would like Dear Evan Hansen not to. And it does kind of feel it's a little bit of a, you know, best original song Oscar grab moment in there too, I feel like. But... Ben Platt would never do that, Rachel. First of all, Ben Platt and his father are very committed to the integrity of Dear Evan Hansen. That's true. He has to play him, even though he's almost 30. It's not going to happen without him. I feel he like looks it's so bad. Like in those, like in like the trailers where he's like a high school student. There's all these like young-looking people who are like, oh yeah, that's a teenager. And then there's Ben Platt. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, fellow youths. Fuck, Mary, kill. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh-huh. James Corden cat. <laughs> kill, 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 no, no, kill, no. kill. Here are the other options. <laughs> Fuck Mary Gill, James Corden cat, Lynn Manuel Miranda and in the Heights, Flame Piragua guy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and? And 
had Ben Platt in um, Dear Evan Hansen. Oh, I would still kill James Corden. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yes. That is without Cat hesitation. Just... <laughs> yes. Or just James Both. Corden. <laughs> okay. Um, right. I would... See, here's, here's the challenge. Here's the challenge. <laughs> because I don't think that if we're talking about Ben Platt's character, Evan Hansen. No, we're talking about Ben no, Platt as he is as an actor in the role of Evan Hansen. Okay. He's role playing. <laughs> he's... No, it's it's Ben Platt, but like he's role playing as Evan Hansen. The whole time. Um, I would. Hang on. It's Ben Platt, but whenever you guys have sex, he acts like Evan Hansen. He gets, he gets out the cast. So, he makes you sign his cast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm killing James Corden. Yes. That's the only thing that I'm sure about in this world. Okay. I would say that I would marry Lin Manuel Miranda as the Piragua guy because he does have a steady income. Okay. As long as Mr. Safi isn't trying to shut him down. His income yeah, as long is. As the power's yeah. not out, like in the plot of the entire show. In the end of the story. Mr. Softies broke down and he was price gouging people for a piragua and I need that kind of capitalist spirit on my team. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> so you would fuck Evan Hansen? By default. <laughs> you only have to do it once. You only have to do it once and the whole time he is going to make up a story about how you killed yourself. <laughs> He's were- going to gaslight everyone around us. <laughs> He's going to create a whole foundation. And then his dad is going to produce a movie about it. <laughs> All right, everyone else's turn. Go. No, no, same answers. Yeah, same answers. I have different answers. Okay, I'd love okay. to hear your Actually, answers. Um, I think that I would kill Evan Hansen. Okay. I think yeah. I would marry James Corden Cat because he's Furry. rich. He's rich. I think he just eats. He does eat garbage. He's rich he the garbage. he eats a lot of food. It says in the description on Wikipedia that he's a bourgeois cat. So he belongs to a rich family. Yes. The bourgeoisie. So I just want to. someone's pet. I'd like to walk you through the scenario real quick. <laughs> I said what I said. And I, know I understand what I said. that. And I respect, I respect your commitment here. But I would like to walk you through the scenario where you knock on the door of someone's London home. Okay. And you say, hello, I'm your daughter-in-law. I am your cat's wife. <laughs> okay. And then you run as fast as possible before the cops can get I there. I did. I did marry your cat um, to get his inheritance when you die. Yeah. Because yeah. he is wealthy. He is wealthy. <laughs> now... You have two choices here. H and it doesn't is matter, Rachel. <laughs> to allow me to continue this marriage, or you could pay me shut up money right now. <laughs> See, the the whole point of my ranking is just to say that I would fuck Lin-Manuel Miranda for Aqua Guy. <laughs> he needs to listen to his block. <laughs> Us listening to the downstairs neighbors screaming. <laughs> Shh, let me listen to my blah. 
So Skimble Shanks the Railway Cat. I think it's been long enough. Let's talk about this man. Great song. Loved it. He yeah. is Coran from Voltron. It is. Yeah. The song mm-hmm. slaps. The song slaps. Skimble Shanks is king of the railroad. Yep. Uh-huh, yeah. None of the trains can the run train. without him. No, of course not. Yeah, no. He actually pushes them from behind because he's gay. Skimble Shanks is incredibly gay. He was doing something in the rear. <laughs> yeah, he was. A, that was the first thing he said when With he showed Mr. up on screen. <laughs> I ship them. <laughs> I feel like okay, so Skimble Shanks was not supposed to be a tap number. Like it's not usually a tap number in the in the stage production. I'm ninety nine point nine percent sure, but I'm really glad they made it a tap number because I feel like they made. That was like my breath of fresh air as soon as I was getting to the point in the movie where I was like, God, when will this end? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I definitely would not have made it through the movie if that wasn't there. It felt like like a fresh a bre- fresh a breath air. Mm. <laughs> 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 this, movie, this movie scrambles, Jeff. <laughs> I'm doing really well. I didn't lose any brain cells watching this. It's because you had none left. I guess <laughs> I've seen it 12 times. <laughs> All 12 of my brain cells have been depleted. That's the cost of a movie ticket for cats. You don't pay in money. You pay in life experience. You pay in years off your life. It takes one of your nine lives. How did I have 12? Old Deuteronomy had like 99 apparently. Okay, queen. Okay, Miss Queen with the wedding ring. And the human hands. And All the, the human, hands. human hands. And her bags under her eyes. Oh. <laughs> I want to also point out, I want to take this moment. I did. This is the first time I noticed this, but everybody else has people feet in order to dance with. But because Judy Dench did not do any dancing, she does have cat feet. What? I look, she does. I look. She has cat legs and feet. She has the dress legs on the whole time. Too. I never knew. Because she's got, yeah. It's, everybody else has like normal people legs that have fur texture over them. Yeah. She has these like extra wide cat thighs does that she have, like, taper a off into pouch? like, she does not have a primordial pouch. <laughs> How did you see this? Um, I don't know why. She looked up her skirt. <laughs> But I was like, those legs look funny. And then I kept following them down. I was like, those are paws. Her feet are paws. These are not normal feet. God, I wish I were her. (laughs) I really love the inconsistency of this movie. Like that was, I feel like that was more work on their part. Well, and with the scaling of everything too. I mean, we were talking about that. Like the scaling of the buildings and the roads and like the props up against the cats. Like I think they translated it enough that everybody understood that they were supposed to be small in comparison but there were some items where i was like the scale of this makes absolutely no sense oh yeah the chandelier i still don't understand how that chandelier was large enough to um be that large in comparison to like 20 cats versus the theater which is like also only holding 20 cats at yeah, a time. The theater yeah. that's the size of a bedroom. The theater's at capacity, but the chandelier is 90% of the space. Yeah, exactly. That just makes absolutely no sense, but I guess pop off. Maybe like, it's the phantom chandelier. 
that takes up literally the entire the entire theater, st- and the entire theater only fits like twenty cats. Yes. So one person stands yeah. in there, and a little cat performer performs on the stage. Yes, <laughs> every night. It is the truest form of a one-man show. One human man can stand on stage. One person can fit in the audience. That's like, two men. <laughs> well, only one of them is in the show. Oh. <laughs> it definitely feels like it's kind of trying to toe the line between this is the cats and it's their world. And this is a people world that the cats have their own little society underneath. Because they're like, there's a milk bar. Peoples don't do that. Yeah, but it's clearly a person-sized milk bar. But yeah. yeah. You're telling me you don't go to the bar and order a fresh glass of milk? Nice ice cold (laughs) glass of milk. Only when I show up in a Western and I want them to know I'm not a true cowboy. (laughs) That's true. How would they not know? Should I be insulted? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You know, sometimes sometimes I just be rolling with the punches. And saying shit. <laughs> sometimes I'm the one punching, I don't know. <laughs> sometimes I just be punching. I was trying to read I was trying to read I was trying to read a list of all the songs that were in the show and they don't have it listed explicitly on um, Wikipedia and so I just started agreeing with things people were saying <laughs> um, and then you said should I be insulted and I was like what did I say <laughs> so anyway fair enough um, I would fuck Paragua Lin-Manuel Miranda <laughs> <laughs> I feel like In the Heights did good at translating from stage to Oh yeah. Screen. I agree. I think they cause cause they did it on a larger scale. Yeah. They yeah. kept it in like the same three places, which is how they do musicals too. Cause I mean, I saw this meme the other day that was like, you know that um a a movie is adapted from a play when the scene hasn't left the kitchen in twenty minutes. <laughs> it's like it's like, yeah, because yeah, they don't they can't change setting that many times. But then in Cats, they just decided to make up a setting, which was a cat-sized city. (laughs) This cat-sized city just off the side of Trafalgar Square. (laughs) And then they were dancing on the the King's Cross Railway. (laughs) It was a fun little magical time. Yeah. It was a bold choice to put a train in frame and make that train the Hogwarts Express. (laughs) He drives the Hogwarts Express to Hogwarts. Yeah. Skimbleshanks the Animagus. He's actually Dumbledore. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? That tracks. It does. Gay. Gay. (laughs) (laughs) That's all you really need. That's how he hangs out with his bestie, Mrs. McGonagall. Mrs. Mrs. McGonagall and Dumbledore are just at the Angelical Ball. <laughs> they're, like, they're like, we're going to the club tonight, kids. They see Gandalf there, too. Snape, you're in charge. Uh, don't kill anyone. <laughs> we gotta go find out who's the, who the Angelical choice is. <laughs> <We gotta> go. <laughs> who, who would you have chosen as the Angelical choice? Um... In a alternate universe where Macavity did not interfere, and so we never got the Grizabella songs. Huh. Hmm. 
I feel like Gus was the only one who was like, yeah, my life kind of sucks now, but it was cool before. I'd like another chance. Everyone else is like, yeah, this is my life. It's pretty nice. Gus physically can't die until he's made the Jellicle choice. <laughs> That's what yeah. I was going to say. So I was like, put him out of his misery. <laughs> like, Ian McKellen looked so unwell. <laughs> yeah, I he was, was like, I just, I just be here hanging out now. Yeah, this cat is 900 years old. He wants to go. <laughs> he's like, please, God. <laughs> the fact that he was acting when Victoria reigned gets more ancient every time you watch yeah. this. I'm pretty sure he said he was acting before then. <laughs> he's immortal. Yeah, this cat needs... He, he's the doctor of cats. Oh my God. This cat's a time lord. He needs to be like... He needs to be released. Yeah, he needs to be regenerated. <laughs> Free me. Free me, old Deuteronomy. Free me. <laughs> Speaking of Sir Ian McKellen, according to IMDb trivia for cats... In the 1993 film Six Degrees of Separation, uh, it apparently tells the story of a young con man, played by Will Smith, who scams wealthy Manhattan residents. His strategy involves convincing them that he is the son of actor Sidney Poitier, I don't know how to say his last name, Poitier. Poitier, who is in New York to make a deal with a film company to produce an adaptation of the stage musical Cats. Which Pointier would supposedly direct. Among the cast is Sir Ian McKellen and a young actor credited as Jeffrey Abrams, who would later take the professional names J.J. Abrams and become (laughs) a film director himself. In December of 2019, the J.J. Abrams-directed film Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker is released in theaters on the same weekend as the actual film adaptation of Cats, in which Ian McKellen also appears. Give us the timeline where J.J. Abrams was a cat. Give us the cat. We're cat. so close. This is the, where's the J.J. Abrams director's cut of cats? J.J. <laughs> Abrams is like, yeah, Ray and Kylo are going to actually kiss at the end. <laughs> it was actually J.J. Abrams' idea to create a romantic subplot between Victoria and the magical Mr. Mistopheles. Oh, no. Turns out they're force-bonded. <laughs> Star Wars always finds a way. Yeah. Madison, I know you're new to this podcast, but we have not made it through a single episode without talking about Star Wars. <laughs> Thank Good. you for being a part of the magic. Good. What if Star Wars like, was cats, though? I feel like there's at least one episode where we don't talk about Star Wars. Did we talk about Star Wars in our Cars 3 episode? I feel like Darth Vader would be the Jellicle choice. He would sing memories. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, Heather, that was a great question that you had, but I needed to get this off my chest. Darth Vader would take off his, like, rebreather mask, and you would see, like, the burnt Anakin Skywalker face, oh and God. he would sing memories, and the Death Star blowing up is the Heaviside Lair. <laughs> who's the, Wait, who's, is- the je- who's Judy Dench? Emperor Palpatine. Palpatine. <laughs> so wait, is is burnt up Anakin cat like just a hairless cat? Is he like a sphinx cat? No, he's my cat who has acid burns <laughs> from living in Abu Dhabi. <laughs> my cat went to war. Ironically, before I before I adopted her, she um, she was a street cat in Abu Dhabi who got um, acid thrown on her to stay out of the trash. Um, so, canonically, 
if it were Anakin. Canonically. <laughs> that's what it would look like. She's okay. Are you suggesting, <laughs> Madison, that Mars, your cat, is Anakin Skywalker <laughs> as a cat? Yes. Is your cat the chosen one? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> Mars is force sensitive, and that's why see, she smacks the shit out of everyone. <laughs> Mars is evil. <laughs> I love her, but she's so good, but she does also hit. She's she's traumatized for more. She's been trying to commit Order 66 for the entire time. <laughs> Mars would commit Order 66. She can't execute it. She doesn't have a lightsaber. That's true. We can't give her the lightsabers in our house. Can't hold them. Yeah, because they don't have thumbs. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> so cats. So cats. Give cats. Them, give them. Give all. Give all the cats at home a nice little kiss on the forehead. Address them like Judy Dench said to at the end. Yeah, yeah. you guys need to start bowing. You need to start bowing. You Tip need to be hat. more respectful to your cats. You don't know their secret third name. Mm-hmm. You don't know if they've been to war or not. <laughs> <laughs> but you do know that they're not a dog. That's true. They are not a dog. They're not a fucking dog. (laughs) So that one dog that like barked but didn't actually show up, do you think that was also a person? I don't want to think about that. (laughs) That was also James Corden. I don't want to think about that. That was definitely Chris Pratt. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like if they had included the dog, they 110% would have asked Chris Pratt to do it. That's and he would have. And then you would have seen the Christian mom post on Facebook and be like, <laughs> blessed to watch this movie with my favorite actor, Chris Pratt. Hashtag Trump 2024. <laughs> <laughs> so would he have been like slightly larger? He can't be like, unless he's a chihuahua, he couldn't be the same size as the cat. So is he like some weird, like, I feel like after a certain point, you're getting into like short human status. <laughs> It's like the scene in Ant-Man where they get big. That's what happens when you look at a dog in comparison to the cats and cats. I think that they need to be like exponentially sized because when you look at the mice, the mice are way too small comparatively to the cats. Yeah, the mice are like mouse sized for humans, but for those cats. And then the cockroaches are even smaller. So I think that if there were to be a dog that was larger than a cat, then it would be... um, exponentially larger in that same way. So the dog is actually like the size of a human. The dog is like an eldritch being. (laughs) (laughs) But the humans are still human-sized because of all the props in the background. Dogs are just enormous. Yeah, I was going to say dogs in the cat universe are the size of humans. (laughs) (laughs) Some of them are. That's true. I mean, Scooby-Doo is, but like... Is Scooby-Doo canonically part of the cat's universe? That's the question we should be asking. (laughs) Like the dog is just, the dog comes around the door and it's Scooby Doo, but with Chris Pratt's face. <laughs> That's terrifying. That is terrifying. That's almost as scary as the cat cloud. Do you think? Oh, the, ca- the cat cloud. Do you think the cat in the hat is a jellical cat? Yes. Yes. We've yes. actually okay. We've had this exact so. Conversation. <laughs> So if you haven't wa- listened to our older episode, Jellicle Chaos God, uh, <laughs> we watched the live action Cat in the Hat. That is actually the Mike Myers Cat in the Hat. 
where we address the topic of Mike Myers as a cat in the Cats universe. So where does he exist then? Everywhere. He's He's God? He's also committed every human crime. (laughs) He is also Definitely. He is some kind of chaos god. He's the Loki variant in the Cats universe. You know yes, how there's yeah. always there's always a bigger fish? Like there's uh, Rumpelteaser and whatever the... Gerrymander, whatever the fuck the other one was. Um, and then... And they report to McCavity. McCavity reports to the cat in the hat. McCavity reports to the cat in the hat. The cat in the hat is the CEO. <laughs> is the CEO? He's or the maybe top of this pyramid scheme. Lucifer, cat, aka Satan. Cat in the to- hat is just Mr. Mustafa's dad. <gasps> Mephisto. <A> twist. Oh. <laughs> the cat in the hat actually bestowed powers upon uh, Idris Elba, the cat. McCavity. <laughs> they just have so many chaotic names. I just gotta say words and hope they're close. Uh, he actually gave McCavity his powers, and when he failed to get to the heavy side layer, he took them away, and that's why he couldn't transport off the top of the statue at the end. So the heavy side layer is actually the inside of the box where Thing One, Thing Two came out of. <laughs> that is exactly what it is. That's why the clouds look the cat cloud. That was the cat in the hat. He was watching. We've cracked the, the code. The cat in the hat is the watcher. <laughs> <laughs> We've cracked the code, everybody. We just cracked the MCU. This was a part of Marvel What If the entire time. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> All the cats that go to the heavy side layer just turn into things. And then they go into their next life. Yeah. They're like, this death is going to be so peaceful. And then you go into the cat in the hat universe. <laughs> and it's just pure chaos. <laughs> uh, you've been duped. <laughs> the cat needs a new sacrifice. <laughs> <laughs> That's secretly what the Jellicle Cats is. It's a cult oh that God. old Deuteronomy started to appease the Jellicle Chaos God. Yeah. <laughs> because oh the God. cat in the hat is what gives her her infinite life. As long as she keeps making sacrifices. <laughs> Is the hat what's magical, or was he born like an ancient deity? No, like, is he God, sure. or is he Satan? Definitely closer to Satan on that scale. But, uh, he's more of a Cthulhu. He's doing his own separate thing. He's not even on that. He's Purgatory Cat. <laughs> he's what exists outside the universe. Ah, I understand now. But no, I'm standing by... Cat in the Hat is Mr. Mistopheles' father. When the world ends, there's nothing there but the Cat in the Hat with a large hammer ready to greet you. (laughs) Coming soon to a theater near you in 2025. (laughs) Do you think that the Avengers would have been able to beat the Cat in the Hat with the Infinity Gauntlet? Absolutely not. No. No. Not a chance. I think... Thanos was actually the cat in the hat in a, um, what's his name? Um, the McDonald's man. Ronald McDonald's Oh, Thanos is just, is just cat in the hat in a Grimace suit. That's also horrifying. It's so bad. So for just, so we're talking about power ranking structures here for a minute. We've got, um... At the bottom, 
we have the Piragua guy. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have McCavity, who has canonically at some point committed a crime against the Piragua guy. That's yes. true. Well, he's committed human every human crime. Because he has broken every human law doesn't mean he has broken them to everyone. I feel like he's specifically committed a crime against Lin-Manuel Miranda as the Paragua guy. Fair enough. Uh, and then next on the scale above that, we do have um, Thanos. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. Don't know where the Avengers are, but... Between those two. Well, we're talking about villains. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> villains. Oh, yeah. So, uh, just... <laughs> Hold on. Yeah, wait Where's a James Corden cat in this? <laughs> okay, okay. It's James Corden, and the then James Corden as a cat, and then, and then above that, it's James Corden in the rat costume when he stopped traffic for Girl Boss Cinderella the movie, uh, and then it's the Piragua guy. Why is she so? <laughs> then it's real man. Why is she so? Did he do something? <laughs> he wrote Hamilton. <laughs> you know what? That's right. I've seen I've seen the fan art on Tumblr that, that spawned. That's fair. Have you ever seen Miku Binder? Thomas yes, we've all seen yes. Miku Binder. Thomas Jefferson. That's that is specifically what I was talking about. <laughs> Next on the list is Miku Binder. <laughs> So Miku Binder, Thomas Jefferson, and then real Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> then somewhere in there was McCavity. I don't think he's that high up on the ranking. He's not more powerful than Thomas Jefferson? I don't know if McCavity is more powerful than Thomas Jefferson. Well, he has magic and Thomas Jefferson doesn't. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Um, and then above McCavity is Idris Elba. Um, in, in that in that uh, Hobbs and Shaw movie. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. I can yeah. agree with that. He called himself Black Superman. Yeah. Oof. Good for him. And then... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't a complaint. <laughs> and then it's Thanos. <laughs> and then there's like this really big void. <laughs> okay. Where we could probably fit a lot of other people. Um, Galactus... Ben Platt, Galactus, Ben Platt, Zero Evan Hansen. There's just like a lot of like empty space, like between us and the next solar system, and there waiting for us is um, Mike Myers, Cat in the Hat, with the mallet, with, with the mallet. Mike Myers, <laughs> with Mike Myers. They're having tea. They're actually drinking four logos. Austin Powers is there. Anything Mike Myers has ever done is there, except for Shrek, because this is still a villain's ranking. Heroes <laughs> <laughs> ranking only Shrek. <laughs> Shrek is the only hero that could beat all of these villains canonically. <laughs> I like to think that Michael Myers, the horror movie monster, is also there, but he just, he's, he's really confused. He's not sure why. It was a mailing error. <laughs> Is this just the plot of the good place? <laughs> uh, anyway, thanks for letting me join <laughs> for the Cats movie review. So, uh, final thoughts. Glad to watch Cats again. Um, always a good time. <laughs> I'm going to give it 
a solid 6.5 Rebel Wilson cats out of 10 James Corden cats. Okay. All right. Yeah. That tracks. This experience physically pained me. (laughs) (laughs) I did not enjoy some of the songs as someone who cares deeply about music. This wounded me. <laughs> this made me want to commit war crimes. <laughs> like my cat. <laughs> like McCavity. McCavity's a war criminal canonically. <laughs> He's broken every human law. That includes the Geneva Conventions. <laughs> but I guess this movie is fun to enjoy with other people. It's like one of those movies to watch to bash, like just how bad it is. It's, it's like The Room. Yes. <laughs> it's camp. It's camp. Yeah. <laughs> it's honestly such a great movie to watch when there's someone, Heather, that has not seen it before. <laughs> <laughs> because there are just moments that all you can do is turn and look at them and see the thoughts crossing their mind. <laughs> what was the moment where all of you just turned and looked at me? I think it was the first time McCavity made someone teleport. Yeah. He teleported <laughs> and said his own name. <laughs> McCavity. I just went, hmm. Yes. And then you this physically gagged. Five minutes <laughs> at one point, you go. <laughs> <laughs> I did physically gag at one point because the music just it physically pained me to the point that I couldn't deal with it anymore. Yeah, so a really good time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this has been HQ Movie Review. I'm Rachel. I'm Heather. I'm Jack. I'm Madison. Make sure to check us out on, you know, Facebook, YouTube, all that stuff. Thanks for watching. Good night, everybody. Guys. (laughs) We forgot to talk about the butthole cut.